0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal DiStefano, Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode
1: of Mind Pump, uh, the first 39 minutes uh, starts off fun, then it gets a little tense. In, in fact, I'm having somebody to, needs a massage. I'm having to uh, I'm having to drink my relaxing uh, Raishi. Mushroom drink. I'm going to give some
2: to Adam. Is that here. what you're sucking
1: on right
3: now? I was wondering yeah. what that was. Man. It's calming me should down. should pass it around. I it got to, a little bit... Uh, every, time, every time I'm crazy. around Adam, I got to yeah. drink
2: this Reishi drink. It smells shroomy in here. Uh,
1: by mm-hmm. the way, uh, the Reishi I'm drinking is from Four Sigmatic. How are you liking those? You've been on that for a minute now. Uh, the best mushroom uh, products that I've used... I've always used mushrooms medicinally. And they, they use a the dual extraction process. So you actually get uh, the most bioavailable uh, compounds from the mushrooms. For the best benefit, so Reishi
2: is what I drink when I when I need to chill out. You've been hard up on them ever since Paleo. Was that what they? Was it the Reishi drink that they were handing out? Was it Uh, like-
1: I, cordyceps, I'll use pre workout sometimes if I'm going to do one that's real hard, but. The reishi one's the one that I use uh, most frequently. I really, really enjoy using so it. So is it
2: only really used for that, for relaxation, or is there other purposes it's for it? It's great
1: what? for balancing the body
2: out. Does it have uh, chamomile? What is, what is it
1: that makes it... Look, no, it's make... got reishi. That's the name of the
2: But I mean, that's it? Mushroom. It's just reishi?
1: That's it. That's the only one I use uh, all the time, or at least most commonly. Um, and again, it's really good for balancing the body out. So if you feel stressed out, uh, like I do right now, uh, I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes me feel a lot of sex talk, dude. It makes me feel good. Uh, We have a discount code for that, right? You go to foursigmatic.com forward slash mind pump. And what's the, is it mind pump? Mind pump pump is the code. Um, So yeah, we talk about Game of Thrones. Which is I don't know it's some TV show apparently
3: yeah it's uh, uh, the most awesome TV yeah. show that ever existed.
2: some of you may have heard of it
1: yeah. that all the
3: sheep will watch sure all of you are watching it all wait. of you normal
2: people way to insult seven million people yeah. keep going now yeah. my
1: bad uh, then <laughs> keep, we talk about digging. we talk about relationships and uh, Adam tries to make the case for. Uh, oh there you go <laughs> there
2: you go putting words in my mouth already that's don't try honest. don't try and divide our fans uh, bro don't even try to I to
3: start off with some awkward like i was watching lesbian porn and it yeah. got weird yeah, yeah. I, I set it up no, it's uh, so it's my fault no, I, I actually admit no, it. it
1: it wasn't a tense it was actually a good
3: conversation
1: it wasn't yeah. it wasn't no, it was fine it, it was fun we were talking about uh monogamy um the success or failure of it and uh adam's reading the book Sex at Dawn, uh, which is a relatively popular book. Apparently, we're trying to get the author on the show. That'll be an interesting conversation. I have not looked into the book, but uh, that is a topic I'm very fascinated on. So we talk a lot about that in the intro. And then we get into the fitness stuff.
3: Yeah. The first, qu-
2: first question. Thirty nine minutes later, so hang in yeah, there. If you don't yeah. like all that yeah, shit, forward. you have forty minutes of it, so
3: <laughs> yeah, buckle exactly.
1: up. Uh, then we t- The first question was: What advice we can give personal trainers who are trying to transition into online coaching? It's actually a great field to get into, but it's a difficult one. So we give our opinion on that. Then we talk about our thoughts on resistance bands. Mm. Do we like them? Do we hate them? They're awesome. Are they uh, awesome tools? Find out in this episode. Then we answer the question uh, whether or not we think a degree trumps self-obtained knowledge and experience. What's our opinion? Well, considering two of us don't really have a degree, you can (laughs) guess what we're going to say. Well,
3: I got outnumbered.
1: (laughs) Then the last question is uh, someone has a tight IT bands in her legs and wants to know how to relieve it. She does the foam rolling but it doesn't seem to be helping. Uh, We have some good advice in that particular part of the episode. Advice, Prime Pro. Exactly, and more. Finally, this month, uh, enroll in any of our programs.
2: Any of our MAPS programs.
1: Including our bundles, uh, including our Super Bundle. The Super Bundle includes all of our most important MAPS programs. It's one year's worth of exercise programming. So basically, you enroll in it, and you've got the next year all planned out for you. Uh, to get you to your goals. Enroll in any of those programs and you get access to our private forum for free. Normally it's $87. That price will be going up in September, but you'll get access to it for free. The good thing about the forum is this. Once you enroll in our programs, they're very detailed, lots of videos, lots of demos. All There's all these blueprints broken down, but nothing substitutes uh, you know, support along the way. That's like the best thing you could do, right? You get in a program, you're working out, you're following it, but at some point, you're going to have questions. At some point, you may want someone to watch your form. Like, hey, is my squat look good? Or am I improving the, white, the right way? Or do I look leaner here even though my body weight hasn't changed? You know, because sometimes you build muscle while burning body fat. That's what the forum is for. It's for that support the entire time. So if you enrolled in like the Super Bundle, for example, for a year, it's awesome because you get on the forum and throughout this entire process, there's trainers on there that can help you. There's other fitness professionals that can help you. There's other members who've been through the programs that can help you. And then, of course, me, Adam, and Justin are on there every single day. Uh, the place to enroll in these programs and get that free access is mindpumpmedia.com. How come every time we try to like joke around, but you know how we make like horrible jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while. I want the audience to know this. Yeah. I can't repeat any of this. <laughs> Doug, Doug like, jumps in with his own joke, and it's... <sighs> Way more inappropriate than anything yeah. else we've ever, you know what I'm saying? I love it. We'll say some horrible shit. And Doug will come out and just say something like, "Yeah, I can't even, I can't even like,
0: you a can't make an example. It. You won't get because... noticed otherwise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Doug, His radar's off
1: a little bit. Throws it <laughs> out there
3: to just like get our attention. Though. Doug's the worst. <clears throat> one. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> remember we did
1: the psych- uh, the psychology tests uh, with my a friend of mine who? Was oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes through all of them, and the and the one that was most likely to be like. A murderer like dangerous or yeah, crazy? Murderer, yeah. it was Doug? Yeah, it was Doug yeah. was most Doug likely. Doug was the one most likely. Yeah. <laughs> to be a serial killer. Was that in
3: yeah. um yeah, like, like uh, sexual, something real sexual, right?
1: Uh
2: like sexually uh
3: like charged. Perverse. Yeah, something yeah, like that,
1: Not yeah. charged.
2: Hey, are no. you <laughs> <laughs> Are you up and are you up and up on your uh, Game of Thrones? I am, bro. Uh,
3: How uh, epic was that uh, last
2: episode? They're getting Whew! I am so impressed with this show right now. I know Sal, it drives you crazy yeah. because you're not a part oh, of it. Yeah. Just wake me <laughs> up when you're done.
3: Oh, yeah. I'll take a nap. Let Mr. Take Left out right now. Take a nap, old man.
2: Uh, there's not a lot of shows. <clears throat> there's not a lot of series, right? Uh, TV series that get better after three seasons like Right. It just seems like you most play I mean that's a when you think about it like like the the best books ever out there, right? You run out of material. Imagine how many how many books or volumes that is? If you'd go three, well, four, just five, to be six. able to string
3: all the stories together, right? And then, yeah, and then like still make it interesting, like because you, it, dude. If it's not predictable, then like you've won. Right? Right. You know that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, listen, to this guy. But it must suck. That's dude. the sheep sound. It, it is, must suck, dude. That's it's the so, sheep sound. Because you know when the sheep, uh, the sheep were all following. No, Justin made it very good. Justin
1: made a very good point <laughs> the other day. There's a
3: reason why so many then there's people the are sheep. Then there's yeah. the sheepdog. No, no. There's That's what I'm trying to corral You're, you guys right now. Your like um, disdain for this subject is is like uh, just your stubbornness. It's, huh? Uh, yeah, it, it's your stubbornness. No, it's not. Yeah. You know what it no, is? You, you have no like. If you watched it, ignorance you would love is, it. Hey, ignorance is bliss, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ignorance yeah. is It's easy. Bliss. It's really easy to I'm, talk shit about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> because because
1: I, yeah. I see I see the mind control. You know um, what? It, no, you want to know the truth? The mind control. they're fucking. Oh my god, controlling your brain. No, you know what it is? Oh, dragon. here's Here's what it is (laughs) i never watched it because i just didn't care but then everybody gave me so much shit about it now fuck everyone no it's because you
3: set yourself up for that you came out with guns blazing ah this is stupid this is for idiots to watch this dude
1: no no i don't think idiots watch it at all i think yeah you better back i think uh, i can't say that i think seven million people i think think (laughs) that's a lot of people sheeple Oh, sheeple. sheeple do the same stuff mm. together. You know what I mean? Interesting. So while you guys are watching it's that, an epic
0: theory.
3: Theory. epicness Epicness. Sure. I want you to match. I want you to tell me a better show.
0: A
2: better
1: show
3: than uh,
2: than that one. Well, he'll lose that argument. Statistically, Go. statistically it's there isn't. There know. isn't it's a better break, show. It
1: probably is a good show. I I, I would uh, my money would be on that. It was a good show, but uh, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, you can't force me. It doesn't make any sense.
3: You can't force me. Is it? We're not. For, you know what, what, are you, what are you? What? Oh, I'm twisting what your is, What is? Cur- you guys are trying to pressure me. What oh, is currently? We're, we're having a conversation on, about an awesome show. Everyone's right. doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool You're left out. Hey. That, that, that's your own you? What are you, cur- what are you currently no.
2: watching right now that's tickling <laughs> your tummy? But
3: what yeah. am I watching? <laughs> yeah. What nothing.
2: Want?
1: There's nothing
3: Just you watch? Just straight reading? No, I'm not really watching anything.
1: Actually, I'm interested now. It must be fun to bang you. Uh Oh yeah, let me tell you, it is. <laughs> I bang myself all the time. Uh, it's uh, no, I'm ra- I'm reading right now. I'm not. I'm not really watching. I don't watch a lot of TV. Believe it or not, hmm. part of the reason is my girlfriend doesn't like TV, and then the other part of the reason is oh, okay. That's all most of the stuff on That's, TV <laughs> sucks. <laughs>
0: That's all you had to say. Yeah. I talk
2: about sheep. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather.
1: <laughs> I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather have good, good conversation. Yeah. You know, I'd rather do business stuff. Yeah, learn. No, uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't watch that shit. Yeah,
3: it's all good. <laughs> it's hey, all good. We're hey just we're Thrones. messing with you, buddy. Yeah, you can true. have your. You can't sorry.
1: pressure me, dude. You that's can right. have your. The harder uh, you push, your hard stance.
3: You know what I mean? Like no, yeah, the hard, no means no. The yeah, harder I mean. you push, I'll, the I'll more ask, I'm not going. I'll ask going permission
2: through. from Jessica for you. I'll send a message to her. There we go. Yeah. that's Pretty, what, that's where we're gonna go. You next. think I'm bad? Influence. You
1: think I'm bad? She's worse, dude. What? Yeah. No way. She's very receptive. No, no, no. She's got an mind. The more you push her, the more she'll push back. She's worse than I am. Oh, okay. That's right, dude. Okay. I got my fucking gangster partner. (laughs) So, you were going to tell us a story, Justin.
3: I was. So, uh, speaking of Netflix, well, I guess we're not speaking of Netflix because Game of Thrones is HBO, but uh, I was, like, watching TV last night. Courtney works during the week, like, and so, you know, like, I put the kids down, all this stuff, and um, I'm just, like... Bored and kind of going through Netflix, and I. So this is this is pretty embarrassing, but like, I was I was watching through, and like some some show was just on there, and um, it, it was called like Below Her Mouth, and I'm like Below Her Mouth, like it's a pretty provocative title, yeah. you know, and it was like, dude, it was like straight. <laughs> this was like a romance story between like two girls and everything, and. Like I was like oh weird you know what what am I watching it turned into like full on like like porn like, like You found that on Netflix? Yeah. I've been searching for the last few years for stuff like this on Netflix. I was like what is this and, and I just like uh, was it like it was softcore porn. Totally. Okay. Totally. What but, was it called again? Yeah, it was called like below her mouth. I like how Justin.
1: Yeah. I like how Justin's like,
3: "What's this? This is weird." Yeah, this, this is strange. I want to see what this yeah. is. <laughs> so oh. It got sucked into this it. Is, it was yeah. the drama. Sure, I you know yeah, mean, right. oh, I love you. Oh, I work. The acting so was incredible. It was it was great. She was like this, uh, uh, like owned her own construction company. You know, she's like, yeah, you know, this other girl was like married to some guy, and um, oh, it was and like a love affair. caught her her eye. You know, oh, she met cheated up at a on her bar. husband. Yeah. It was, it was steamy. What a bitch! It was steamy.
1: You know, I've heard people say, like, I've heard guys be like, make comments like, "Yeah, if I if my girlfriend cheated on me with another girl, that'd be cool." No, it wouldn't.
3: Hmm.
0: It
1: would still suck. Yeah, wouldn't it still? It suck? would suck. Yeah, it's still cheating. Of course. If anything, I think it would be worse. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Is it worse? Does it make a difference? I don't know. I don't know if you it can't does. Really yeah. yeah. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I don't know if it does or, or not. Like, because then, I don't know. I've I've actually I knew somebody like uh, who who, um, uh, one of my friends who she, she's married now to, to a girl. And, uh, I knew the guy who, who she was married to and stuff. And, oh, and he shit. was a dick.
1: Oh, he was. I couldn't
3: stand it. I was so glad she, she left him. But anyway, like, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny cause, cause, you know, I could just see like, like his demeanor totally changed. He was like, like, you know, questioning himself, you know, like, Oh no, like, you know, like, I, I, to be a fly in the wall and his, you know, his thought process of like, you know, like, oh no. Did like, he, what not, did I do? Are you, uh, are you friends with him? No.
1: Oh, okay. So I was wondering, what did he say afterwards? Like, that he's like, oh, I, I should have
3: known. There were all these signs. Or was it just, no, I think he's surprised. Just, pff, he just completely pushed her in the other direction. You know, he's just <laughs> like, yeah. Does that really
1: exact, happen though? I, I can mean, you, can you, push someone so hard that they go in the other direction or was it always there
3: well i think there was an element of abuse there and i think that you know that that like there was interest you know otherwise there's somebody comforting and you know that just kind of led to to what it, what it is now so jeez man i know it's interesting adam's
1: really quiet yeah
2: well I, it's a fascinating topic it, i think we we don't all agree on this one that's why it's different you know it's uh I, I don't know if i i even i even buy into the whole cheating thing, and because when you when you say cheating like that, that then you're assuming that I I own this other person, and I don't feel like I don't feel like I own Katrina, and I don't feel like I own her right to seek out or or deny her of love or of doing something like that. So, like my philosophy. On- okay,
1: Aubrey Marcus.
2: No, it's not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I. I also am not saying that. I think that relationships should be just this big open thing and everybody fucks everybody. I either. I, think, I don't think that's. I don't think that's really truly having a relationship with someone either. But I also don't. I don't have the same. You know, we just had this recently. So Katrina had uh, an ex boyfriend who came into town and uh, they hadn't seen or talked to each other in a really long time, and he hit her up out of nowhere and wanted to go have coffee with her and she told him no and I said why and she was like well would you want me to go do that I'm like well I, I wouldn't mind like it wouldn't it doesn't bother me like I love you I trust you I don't uh and it, I figured if you guys dated each other for a certain amount of time you guys probably have a connection and you guys have probably had history together and I don't feel threatened by things like that I feel confident in who I am in our relationship and well that's
1: just jealousy though <clears throat> che- I think cheating's not cheating's an agreement that's, mm-hmm. all, that's all it is it's a breaking of an agreement, so if, if so again, there's no, I, if there's an right. agreement that you guys can do whatever you want, then exactly. you're not cheating. Exactly. Yeah. If you the agreement, set the standards ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, if just, somebody
3: crosses the, the yeah. What what, what you guys kind of go into it with, and like you go against like the intent of what you guys kind of agreed upon, then then they, that's you know that's not cool.
1: Yeah. If there's two people and they're both cool with it then it's not cheating it's, yeah it's not that's you just not have che- to establish that. yeah cheating literally is uh we both agree we're not gonna you know do this that and the other yeah so again, and then if someone I, does
2: then it's cheating so again i don't think it would the difference like with the that's why i'm quiet in the conversation because you're, you're you're speculating on if your girl cheated on you with another girl would that bother you and i'm like well i don't see that first of all even happening like that and if it did, it, it really wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So you guys don't have that agreement. You don't have the agreement. It's not that, that we. we it's don't. Not, it's not that we don't. Have, I, I. don't know. Did you and Jessica sit down and write a contract like that, or we, sit down we didn't and,
1: write a contract, but we definitely. Uh, I mean, it's pretty explicit that we that were. Uh, what's the word? Exclusive. Monogamous. Uh, with, the, yeah, with each other.
2: Yeah. So I don't think that there was. There's this uh, written agreement where you were. We've sat down or even had this like discussion that. Oh, this is how it has to be, and if you were to do that, like I'm like, if you have these feelings or thoughts or you want to do it, just I want to communicate it to me. like that's how I feel. And then we'll cross that bridge when it comes like I'm not saying that I would be or wouldn't be comfortable with it because it has I haven't been I haven't dealt with that, but I think that if uh, you sat down. Well, there's
1: and- certain things that you know ahead of time that you would want to do or not want to do that people communicate. um you know, cross that bridge when it gets theres is, is like saying, We can do it, and then after that, then we'll decide if it was okay or not.
2: No, cross that bridge. Communication is key, man. Communication is everything. So, if all of a sudden, like, let's say, you know, my girl and I've been together for six years. So that's when you when you've been in a relationship for a long time, uh, you you both will change, and you both will grow, and hopefully, you grow together. That's the idea of a, a really healthy relationship, right? And so let's say when we first met, she doesn't like women, never did, never did. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, at 35 years old, she decides that I have this interest in women. And for me, if she just went out and started fucking women and then I found out, well, yeah, that would bother me. But what would bother me is not that she's fucking other women. It would be that she didn't communicate that with me because I feel like our bond is so strong and so tight and our relationship is so solid that if you wanted to go, express yourself like that then
3: i would want you to communicate that well, sure. yeah i don't think yeah and that's what in I mean. any direction yeah man man or you know woman. right like it's like right yeah that's just like you didn't now. communicate this yeah you didn't like express that you're happy with me or well like and that's what i mean by cross out. this bridge yeah.
2: when it comes here because if that was a desire of hers it wouldn't be go do it And then let's talk about it later no it'd be yeah. if that's a desire that you have then Let's talk about that. Let's not just yeah. Rush but that's it not a-
1: that's not cheating. Cheating would be the first option that you said, where there was no communication, they did it, and then you found out. That's cheating. If it was we communicated it, and we decided that this was okay, then that's not cheating. That's uh again, that's an agreement between two people. I, I uh although uh even in that situation, that's a tough that's a tough situation for most people. I've uh I've talked to. I actually know personally several people that have uh, entered into relationships like that where they were together for a long time and then they decide, hey, I think this is where we want to go. We want to be open about it. Mm. And none of them, the ones that I know personally worked out. All of them said it ended in disaster. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we, th- we think we know what we can do and what we want many times. And then when you're actually there, it could be incredibly – I can't even imagine how challenging that would be uh, for a couple – um, but yeah, if you agree to, that's totally different. If you, if there's no communication, and the person does that's cheating. That's what cheating is.
2: Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. y- yes, you believe that. I, I believe you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, made up by who <sighs> started by what? Just like language. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we've, we have created as humans and uh, the, this is one of them. And so i i think that a lot of it is rooted and driven by our own personal insecurities and i think why most relationships have a hard time with something like that is whether one or the other wants to admit it there's uh they're insecure and they're uh because it just like our our friendship that we have right now like i'm i have like a best friend right that's i don't i don't speak to anymore and i remember it it like it ate away at me for a while like that like we were no longer good friends. And I remember Katrina was the one that really helped me kind of dive deeper into that and realize that like, you know what, like that person was extremely important to you at that time in your life. And that person played an incredible role in your life. And you should be grateful that you had that opportunity, that time. And you, you both had an incredible time for each other, but then things changed in, in, in life. And he went his direction. You went the other direction. There's no reason to be angry, to be bitter, to, uh, to even dwell on it as it like it's a big deal. It's just that you grew apart and went different directions, and so I my idea of things like that, like if someone che- just like I've been cheated on, so you know using that term still, you know if someone has done that to me, and it wasn't it actually, and of course the the initial reaction is this this sting at first, but when I really dive into like what was that, it's my own insecurities that made me feel that sting, and then when I got through that, it's like. Well, I would want that person, if I really cared about that person, I would want that person to be with the person they want to be with. And if it's not me and it's somebody else, then that's where where I want you to go. That's
1: just being, I mean, that's just, if you, if you're going to carry around that hate and anger, that's, then you end up carrying that around. You end up owning that. That's different, but. Yeah. uh, If
3: you want something else, it it always boils down to communication. Yeah. And at the the end of the. Yeah. And you do, you can't. I know what you're, where you're trying to go, but like you know, because we we've constructed things to sort of put order and reason behind them, and you know, having sort of like old agreements, like you know, there's there's definite like individual to, by individual, like this is what, um, you know, this is it's working for us, like we're just in a relationship, like like a lot of people don't even define it a lot of times, and it still works for them, right? Which is fine, you know, but like. You know, some people like they they like to define it and they like to show, uh, you know, that they're honoring their partner by displaying, you know, a ring or, or, you know, like things like that. Like it's it's all up to the individual and like what you guys like your intent. It's just with your relationship.
1: It's just an agreement. You know, if we yeah. if we started a business together and we agree on doing certain things and the other person does goes against those things. Yeah, of course, I don't own that person. You can do whatever you want. No. But, but we're now, we're, you know, you have now, uh, we, you know, our business was predicated on these, this agreement that we have and you broke that. So that's all it is. But if you look at, you know, this whole philosophy of the stuff, is at the end of the day, do what you want. And if it works out for you, then that's great. As long as you don't hurt anybody. Uh, I don't think anybody should get in the middle of that. But at the end of the day, when people make the argument that uh, it's that monogamy – uh, is not natural that humans are supposed to do all this. It's bullshit because it's not backed by any real, I mean, there isn't a single major civilization that's been based on that. Every single one has got, uh, has demonstrated that humans have always been serially monogamous. Doesn't mean we're, we're purely monogamous, like, um, like some animals where they mate for life, but serially monogamous in the sense that for the most part, it's uh, one man and one woman until you know that ends and then they go again, one man and one woman uh, or whatever. And um, that's just what history shows. And if you look at, uh, and anytime you look back through evolution, you start to connect the dots and you can make a case for a lot of different things. But the evidence is overwhelming that monogamy in some way, shape or form is what humans naturally um, go towards. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that How uh, successful has that been? Uh, well, uh I mean how are you judging it? Are you judging on, on the growth of uh, of the human race, on the advancement of, None of how those. far we've gone on
2: on keeping that that contract and that bond that you're saying?
1: Uh it's been f- that's my point. It's far more successful than any other way. It's far more successful. How do we know that if we if but you just said No since other the major of time
2: there's only we've been one way That's for so what many I, that's time, so why it's been successful. If there's
1: that's, that's what I mean. There's no other way that's outcompeted it. There's no other way that has demonstrated superiority. Well, you just said there's never, been, there's
2: never been a other way because since the beginning of time that, that we've done that way. So no, it, there's
1: no other, no other civilization that has grown that was based on a different way of living, which shows you that it's not been forced. And I'm talking about civilizations that have no contact with I didn't with say if
2: it's been forced. And I asked you how successful it's been.
1: It's been. What do you mean? It's it's extremely. It's obviously the at, way that we people want keeping, to live. At
2: people keeping that contract, you, the divorce rates and the infidelity. That you really think that it's been successful. I
1: think uh, that's easy. To, that's easy to answer. Um, first off, humans evolved living till about the age of thirty for the most part, and women died at a very high rate after childbirth. So the the odds that you would be with one person till you were eighty. Was very very low, the odds that you started mating at probably fifteen sixteen years old, and you had one wife, and then she probably died after the third child, and then you had another one, and then she probably died. Is probably how it worked out. As far as women are concerned, uh, getting pregnant is was always has been, except for rather recently, it's an extremely dangerous situation. Not just the childbirth, which killed women at higher rates than almost anything. In fact. Uh, women died off uh, faster than men except during times of war. Um, So besides that, it's also how is she going to uh, hunt and care for herself during the last trimester, for example, and now care for this extra person. So they are naturally, uh, historically, have always been much more selective of who they mate with, uh, whereas men don't have to be as selective. So promiscuity from that standpoint uh, is Evolutionarily speaking, men are naturally going to be more promiscuous and women are going to be much less. And uh, that leads to serial monogamy. Sex was the currency that women had uh, for, again, most of human civilization. This is one of the reasons why they speculate that when a woman uh, is very promiscuous, even in modern times where we have all this freedom and, and, uh, uh, and laws and stuff to protect us, and you know, childbirth isn't as is dangerous, not even close, it, when a woman's promiscuous, she's going to face the most, uh, the most of the trouble she's going to face, societally speaking, is from other women. It's not men that are giving her trouble nowadays in modern societies. And this is because sex uh, was a very valuable currency, and in a tribe or in a society where you have a woman having lots of sex with lots of different men, it lowers the value of that currency, and it actually... Puts other women at risk. This is one of the main theories behind uh, the, you know, behind why women tend to be much more selective, Um, and of course they're smaller than we are, and we're much bigger, and all that other stuff. So, yeah, this this whole argument that um, somehow humans are not serially monogamous, and we're supposed to just all you know bang each other all the time. I've been hearing it more and more uh, recently well, I, we think, were, it's, we, I think it's bullshit. We've
2: been around a lot of people that have that philosophy where I don't share that philosophy but I definitely disagree with you that uh, marriage is successful. It's not it's not weird. there is more people that uh, are divorcing and the ones that even and I, and then then on top of that, and I know you know as many as I do men and women that are in marriages that stay in marriages that are cheating well, so those are the ones that are we, we would consider well, let's successful separate,
1: let's separate marriage from coupling for a second because marriage is an, is an institution it's a in fact it's a
0: law well it's and this is and this that. is
2: so when you're talking to me there's where i have most of my issues so that's where when we're talking about a discussion like this like marriage is an institution it is the government is involved in my relationship and then just like me so that's so, my that's my attitude so what myself. about
1: coupling so Two people become yeah, a couple. We, we
2: don't, the problem with that is we don't have something to track that. We don't have something to show all the couples and relationships. And if they are, there's no, we don't have stats to show that where marriage is is a much easier thing for us to use as a great I mean which to me is even more binding because not only are you making a decision to be a couple but then you're also going as far as to get the government involved and spend a ton of money and put a ring on that person's finger so you would think that if you're getting married you're even more committed than a person who's just in a relationship
1: yeah you're not going to argue I'm not going to argue with you on on the actual marriage aspect of it but coupling is very natural marriage of course, marriage was just
2: of course coupling yeah. is, is 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 natural but even that how successful is that if you because we have all of us in here have had multiple mates in our life that's, none of us have had just one mate right
1: that's that's serial monogamy i'm talking about when people are like we have this open relationship yeah i don't, all, I, don't I don't i don't that i, I don't think is i don't I think some people can do it but i don't think when a lot of people will make the argument that that's natural which I just which I disagree with. No, There's, yeah, but no no, evidence nobody in here is
2: making that argument. I'm I'm wanting I'm challenging you to defend the statement you made that I disagree with, which is that it's that right now that's successful just because we've evolved as human and civilization has moved on, which has nothing to do with you know, sex with one partner. I think that in general, and marriage has failed. I think that it's not successful the way we have things structured. And maybe that's the fault because we allow government to get involved. And there's all these pressures. I'm not saying I know why. I'm just saying that I disagree with you when you try and state that that's that's something we're successful at.
1: No, I would say coupling would be the right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, marriage is something completely different. I, I, the fact that we have contracts and uh and laws around that i think is ridiculous however uh coupling existed before marriage did marriage did not invent you know two people getting together and and what
2: does coupling mean i mean once two people have sex are we a couple is that what you're saying no
1: coupling is uh much longer than that coupling is partnership and that's the part that is natural. That's where marriage came from. Okay, that's so now where, you're
2: saying it's normal for us to couple and then to move on, then couple again, then move on, and then couple. It's called again. serial monogamy. Okay, and, and this is what he, this is what. So based off of that theory, you, you know, it's it's more it would be more natural that you would not probably be with your girl in another seven years or so.
1: Odds, statistically speaking, that's usually what happens. Okay, but uh, serial monogamy is where uh, you have opposite sex um, who are together and this is i'm just talking in terms of the animal kingdom and they stay together for so long they tend to produce offspring and then they move on to another one um and a lot of times that was due to uh death although now we don't die like we used to so now you have people if you're together with someone you can you know theoretically be with someone for 50 years which is relatively new people didn't live didn't live till they were 50 years old let alone you know be with someone for so based off years. that
2: theory then relatively it's a natural then what to be with someone for 50 years
1: uh yeah that i don't think that ever happened in, uh historically mm. at all i think that's uh that's with lifespans increasing that's be, that's a relatively new thing absolutely
3: defy the odds, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I love
1: I love to find the. Eyes. But I I will say this, um, you know, like I said, you know, there's especially now you're seeing this movement where people, in particular, men and men like to push this because we like to have our cake and eat it too. It's just true. Um, but this this whole uh, ideology that um, you know everybody's supposed to have sex with whoever they want. I don't own that person, and that's why. And then they end up pushing that uh, that that uh, ideology on other people which we've all been around we've been around people who i almost
2: feel like they try to push it like that's the better way and it's the evolved way to be yeah it's fucking it's ridiculous I, i've been with i've been around some people that are like that but then i've been around some people that have a different philosophy than you do but don't push it too there's a difference mm-hmm. and i've met both those people i think paul check would be an example of somebody who disagrees with you yeah. But and there's people that make marriages
3: work, right? You know, right? Like there's 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 cases on all all ends of the spectrum. So it's just recognizing that there's right. the entire spectrum there. I actually find
2: I think there's more for you to look inside yourself to, for as as passionate as you are about the disagreeing with it. I, that's why I wanted you to read the book Sex at Dawn because I don't think you I don't think it's gonna change the way you think, but it'll do to you what it did to me, which is just kind of. Open my eyes a little bit more about things, not change my my views on monogamy whatsoever. But I think as passionate as you speak and you speak in certainties about a topic like this and you respect a man like Paul Check, who I find is very intelligent. But because you have somebody else in your head like a Aubrey Marcus, who is the flamboyant example of that, that, you know, may be more in your face about it. And we disagree with his philosophy and maybe how he does it. But I think that it, that's something that you should challenge yourself. in. Oh
1: no, what I what I there's no challenge. Again, if 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 people uh, agree with a certain way of living and everybody's happy with it and nobody's getting hurt, I don't care. I don't care if there's fifteen people involved or two people involved. It wow. doesn't it doesn't you, matter you, to me. You,
2: it, you say that, but then you say it's what you just said was silly that people are that's
1: silly they, that people consider it evolved or and, if it's and working for them why,
2: a, why if it's working for them why is it silly it's
1: silly when they say it's evolved and it's and they're being pretentious about it you're and talking about you're talking about of.
2: one person who's who's like that.
1: oh no there's a lot I've, I've met quite a few i've met i can name at least five um who do that and uh, come across and say when uh, they'll make the argument like well if you love if you love your partner then you don't own them and don't you want them to be happy and don't you want them to enjoy themselves? And it's like, what do you like as if they're well, making the accusation as
2: if well, that's, like, not. What, that's like what Paul check would say is spiritually righteous. You know, they, you, you think you're more evolved because yeah, and something, you, and that's what I'm talking You've right. found something that works more for you and it makes sense more to you. And it's like, I mean, I'm so used to that shit cause I grew up around religion my entire life. So like it does, I just, it falls on deaf ears with me. When someone talks like that, I don't get offended by it. I don't get all riled up about it. I don't give two shits about it. When someone talks like that to me, I've been around it so much. It just, it's not a big deal. It's like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? If that's how you feel you are and that makes your life better and more rich, then I'm happy for you because you created that for yourself. That to me is good for you you got an awesome life you've got your your five wives and it works for you and it's cool you know what i'm saying you're not going to get it on you're not going to be able to push your beliefs on me but i also am somebody too that i love to challenge we talk about all the time about shattering our own paradigm well i love to i truly embrace that and the, the, this is something that you want to talk about somebody who completely was raised the opposite of this i was definitely raised the opposite of this i mean i signed a purity card i don't know about you I wasn't planning on even getting having sex until I got married. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the complete opposite of that. So I, I you actually signed a card. I actually signed a card, bro. I'm, signed I'm pretty a card. Sure, I did that.
3: Too. Right? Did yeah. Did you really? Yeah, probably at like some camp. Yeah. Who did yeah. It go to. Yeah. It kept. I kept it in my underwear. I don't drawer. know. I just threw it away. It's like,
1: <laughs> snail, mail it to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the sky, in the North Pole. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I. It's. Um. It's. It's definitely. Uh, It's definitely a subject that people try to control other people with. And I can see it. We've all experienced it being controlled on that side, like the purity card stuff. And now I'm seeing it from the other side. And they're trying to change... They're trying to influence culture. I couldn't, by agree, with, I
2: couldn't agree with you more in that situation. And I, that's I, I the be- part that gets on my fucking nerves, dude. I, yeah, well, no different to me than the other side. I yeah. mean, it's just the other end of the spectrum. And to me, it's, the, it's the response to that. And I believe I fall somewhere in the it's, middle. It's, I, fall, I fall somewhere personally in the middle of that. You know, like I'm not all the way to the left. I'm not all the way to the right on that situation. There's... Uh, I think both have uh, validity to it, and I think- uh, It's
1: the whole, like, in your face, this is the way we're so evolved, it's got to be this way. Is it really, though, that much? Oh, yeah. I could give you- I don't know. I feel like like
2: you're getting pretty riled up about uh, it. I think it's striking a chord with you. No,
1: it's part of of this cultural war that's going on right now where it is, you know, everybody should be respected, but, you know- don't assume, you you know, don't assume you know my gender. Don't assume this and I'm that and you're and they're pushing these things on everybody. Like, it's fine. Do what you want. Say what you want. But you can't force other people to think the way you do. And just because I think a certain way doesn't make me less evolved. And it's all part of that. It's all mm. part of that whole thing. Like, You'll see it's going to keep getting, and it's getting more and more ridiculous. And you, go, you know exactly what. That's
2: I'm That's okay, about. though. I think I think we can use some of that. I think yeah, we've been all, on. The, I think we've out. been on the other side for too long. I think we've been on the other side for so long. Like if you do this internal damnation, and oh God, heaven forbid, you look the other, you find this other woman attractive. I mean, I think we've been on the. Oh, other-
1: dude, it's see here's but here's a problem. It's bullshit because statistically speaking, the vast majority of people who get married are not a virgin. People have sex uh, right around, I think the average is around 17 years old. People are more free than they've ever been. Nobody gets in trouble for doing those things anymore. If there's societal pressures, I get that. There's uh, religious, you know, religion is always going to be religion. That's a, a, a dogma. I understand that as well. And that can be a problem for some people. And for some people, it's uh, it's amazing. But uh, that I'm there have been a lot of people who have pushed this particular notion, and, and specifically what we're
2: talking about, as being... The evolved way to live. We are also biased in that because of what we've been around. We had an opportunity to literally interview and hang out with five or six different people that are influencers that believe this way and think this way all about that. So, of course, it feels like lots of people mm-hmm. to us. But yeah. there's somebody over in the fucking East Coast or the Midwest that has never even fucking heard of that, bro. You're you're like I said, again. I I challenge you to evaluate the way the way it's striking a chord with you because we it's really not that big like you don't see it on the fucking news no one else is talking about it there's not tons of books about it it's like literally a couple people that we know who happen to be influencers who maybe we don't like well I do
1: follow I do follow I follow these things quite uh, quite strongly so I'm probably seeing a lot more of it of course uh, than you guys are but um, the. It's, there's lots of articles I've been reading. People are trying to make this particular case. Hmm. It's getting to the ridiculous. I won't even cover some of the other stuff that they said because it's quite disturbing. Um, But uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a a way of thinking that ends up devolving uh, uh, and making people believe that that because they feel a certain way that they're different and that they're, they're wrong. And I understand it's been the other way for so long. But when that pendulum comes and swings over, you'll see what happens. It's uh, it's not better. to well, be it, the exact opposite. It'll be
2: it'll be interesting because I'm I'm working on getting the author of Sex at Dawn on the show, and I think it'll be cool for us to pick their brain and talk about this. I this love that a,
1: subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a great subject. I, I think
2: it's a, I think it's an incredible topic. To, uh, to I mean, we love to challenge. Uh, our own the way we own the, our own belief system, mm-hmm. where we love the challenge, the norm, and uh I think the the book was is beautifully written. I'm only about three quarters through it, but I I've enjoyed it so far. I stayed away from it for a long time because of the people that I recommended, but that was the reason why I picked it up, was because you know what? I started to sound just like you sound right now where I was so about it because the people that I was hearing it from were not people that I would take a lot of advice from. And I thought, wait a second, that's shame on me for being that way. I'm fucking smart enough to read something myself and disseminate the information, uh, the, the way I think it, it what it means. And so I planned to, to do that. And so I did. And, uh, I thought it was a, a great read. I don't, uh, I think that it would be a great person to have on the show. What's the case that they're making in there? They don't make They're not making a case. They're not. That's just it. That's exactly why you should read it, because it's not they're not trying it definitely uh, made certain people that you're talking about uh, feel strongly about certain things. But you can go in with my mindset and probably your mindset and just get good information out of it. So, uh, for me like little bits of history and stuff i think that So
1: what was something in there that you've read so far that
2: was- I, I just shared with you the other day when we talked about um agriculture being the a, a main influencer on us starting to uh create marriage uh, around that because of owning property and the fear of someone else coming in and and taking taking your property and this this bit of ownership because before that we were in communities where everything was really shared And I just I was not uh privy to that until I until I read the whole history on that, and they get into a whole chapter and talk about how that happened, and I find it fascinating. And so I think you will enjoy stuff like that of the book. I don't think that. So
1: they're saying before agriculture, monogamy was not the rule; it was more of the exception. Yeah. So here, you know, what the problem with going backwards and trying to make
2: cases like that is? Well again you you're, again you're stating that they're trying to make a case and well, no, no, trying no. to make a case. Well
1: so making a statement like that uh, I made
2: that statement It's not what it says in the book. No, no. I think that's why the I think No, the statement you read that
1: it. okay, so they're not saying it was the exception. They're saying that monogamy was the yeah, same. Yeah, that you before. just said
2: that, those exact words. I just shared with you what the what was being said so, in that, so so
1: they're not saying that monogamy was the exception pre-agriculture. It was the same. Monogamy was the same pre-agriculture and post-agriculture.
2: They don't say either either one of what you're saying right now. They didn't say that it was or it was not. That wasn't what it was talking about. It just talks about how when we evolved, when we got into agriculture, how that became uh, where we started to see all of us separate into these communities where it would just be a husband and wife and children and kids versus a more community type of, uh, of sharing. It wasn't just the sexual side of it. It was everything where we helped each other. We shared our food. We shared everything.
1: Including sex, yes, okay,
2: but different there's uh, different cultures used it differently, which they discussed that too. Not everybody was the same, there's not one tribe that and the whole world was doing it a certain way. They go into tons of different tribes, and, and so so that's the that's the issue is
1: when you go back that far, uh, very very difficult to make those uh conclusions. The best way you could do it is look at modern. Hunter-gatherer societies that continue to exist.
2: There are modern they get, hunter-gatherers. They get into that too. Yeah, they and, get into that, and they say that that's that's it's like the same. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it still happens today. And they even talk about certain countries that try to come in and oppress that, and uh, and then revolting, and then actually killing them off, and forcing uh, some of these hunter-gatherer type tribes to change their ways because it goes against how uh, we believe now. So they get into some cool shit. It's a good read, bro. Read the book mm. Mm. Instead, mm. instead of speculating on I mean? it and trying to trying to shoot it down before you read it. Try picking it up and well, reading.
1: No, it's it. the it's the way people have used it to argue about certain things. That I'm well, see, about. that's I haven't read
2: the book. That's because you're listening to idiots that are telling them. you. Listen to someone like me, who I believe you should trust my opinion on a book, and I'll tell you that. You'll enjoy the read, dude. It's a it's a good read. You won't. You'll go into it the same way I did, which was with the the attitude that you have right now. It will reveal some good information to you. You'll take it with what you want. It's not going to change the way you it's are. Just a,
1: it's just a subject that I've read so much. That's why I didn't have any desire to read the book. Same reason why you don't want to read Eckhart Tolle. It was the same, you know, the same repulsion uh, because oh, so I've the, read it so. So I've, you I've might be r- so much about. it. You might
2: it. be right then if you because a lot of that stuff like I just share with you, like I was unfamiliar with that. So for me. There was a lot of things that, for me, I grew up very religious, and so my so you re- feel my, like
1: you know what you're going to read.
2: My reference to that was the Bible. You know, what I'm saying so. My if I went anywhere for what a relationship or a marriage or a, like should look like, it was I referenced the Bible my entire life. So for me to read something completely opposite of that, there was a lot of things in there that were paradigm shattering for me. Versus someone maybe like you, because you say you're very well read in that field. I wasn't. I know that I wasn't. So. Maybe it won't make the same impression on you, mm. but that's—I mean, I, I shared that with you because for that reason, not mm. because I think it's
3: going to change. Look what my accidental lesbian porn watching me <laughs> created. <laughs> I knew di- it was going to go somewhere. <laughs> it's a good discussion.
0: <laughs> Doug, bring on the lesbian bird. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's organif dot And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Kate Horner what advice would you give to trainers that are trying to transition into online coaching?
1: Mm.
2: Use uh, maps programs as a resource and a tool. Part of us creating this uh, was with that in mind. I still believe that we will eventually head in this direction. We just got so much on our plate and things that we need to get in place before we go here. But, uh, We had this in mind when we were creating all the programs and the YouTube channel with thinking that, okay, if I was a personal trainer online and I and I'm not coaching somebody one on one, how could I give them the best service possible? Um, And so that's what we're building. We're building this library of series and videos and programs and assessment tools So a trainer literally could get hit with almost any ache, any pain, any goal, any struggle, any muscle imbalance, and they could have a really detailed video from a source like Mind Pump that they could trust to use. So if you do not have all the programming, uh, that would be the first suggestion was to get that in in your hands because this is how we created all of it. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to mind Pump TV, I would tell you to make sure that you do that because again, that's what uh, we did that to complement all the programming and to be used as a tool. Uh, and then when you get uh, it, online training was um was kind of fun for me while I was doing it. I did it for about two years now and uh it took me a while to really figure out how I could help someone the same way I was coaching someone if I was coaching someone one-on-one and you really can never quite give that good of service and my goal was to get there as close as I could and I felt like I did towards the end of doing it but I also felt like it's really tough to scale it Mm. it's tough to give this one-on-one attention I felt once I went beyond 10 clients uh my online coaching started to suffer um what do you, I know both you guys have played around with yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Well, I was going to say too like our programs aside, um like that's the biggest thing is to to be able to set yourself up so you can um you can scale. So you have you have all the answers before going into, you know, that situation where you're trying to coach. So you need to really think about, you know, what systems you have to put into place with you know, the very first conversation leading into the follow-ups leading into, um, you know, how you deliver the workouts, how you deliver the nutrition, uh, advice. Like, so, you know, your, your platform for me, like I did it previous to, to, to you, like, um, you know, back when it was sort of a little more, um, unpolished and, but I did find a great platform at the time, um, that they actually had a lot of videos in their library uh, catalog that uh, I I pulled from, but then I could also have the ability to shoot some of my own and then I could build up my own uh, library. And so they had a really cool delivery system where I could kind of drag and drop and put it into place. So that way, like time wise, it wasn't too taxing. Like I could, I could put them all in a row. I could send them off a workout every day or just the weekly workout or wherever we had set up for that. Um, but that was all well thought out. And then, um, I had, you know, the plan for the week, the month, all that nutritionally. And then all we did from there was just communicate. It's yeah. just like the text interaction and, and then the, the, the motivation aspect, which is very time consuming.
2: Well, okay. So I'm glad you said that. Cause what I was going to say, the biggest challenge that I found with online coaching and what I had to start to do, and I did would do this when someone first would inquire about it is I would lay it out to them that I'm not your personal trainer. And I'm not here for motivation. I'm here to coach you, which means you have to want to do this. You have to want to learn. You have to put the work in. because And that's the real difference than a one-on-one person who's paying for your hour and they come to see you. Like you, They get that. They paid for that hour. They're coming to see you for that hour. They're going to get the rah-rah trainer in you. Then you're going to motivate them to work out where that is now eliminated. So I found that I could not have a client that was online that required this constant, you know, motivation of you got to get to the gym or you got to do these things. So I actually made a daily check in that they have to do to me. So every morning, so anybody who's online coach with me knows this, that every morning I get this check in and it's got their weight from the night before their weight in the morning, how much water they had a screenshot of their fat secret app. So I can tell what food they consumed and like a thumbs up. I did my workout. So I put a lot of responsibility on the client that is training with me because I know that if they're not doing those little things, I really can't help them virtually because that's the only way I'm going to be able to help them. If I can see exactly what they're doing every single day, they're putting that work in. Then I can make these subtle tweaks and changes to really coach them and help them. But if you treat it the same way that you treat regular training like clients one-on-one, which we all know. At least 50% of your clients, if not more, you know, let's be honest, are paying for your time to either one, just talk to you or two, they just they want this motivation and you're constantly getting them. You just want to be
3: reassured, too, you are doing the right
2: thing. Right. So those type of people are time suckers. On online, and you can't. If you're doing online, and you're going to scale this up and make a legitimate business out of it, you've got to learn to uh, be efficient with your time. And part of that process for me was learning to put a lot of the responsibility on the on the client that's paying for the service, because I'm just there to really coach and make tweaks. And I need them to provide all the detailed information that I need in order to make the right tweaks. And if they don't do that, I would tell them like, so here's the deal. When you sign up with me, it's a three month minimum contract. In that three months, I have the right to break the contract as your coach. And I will break that contract if you miss your check ins. So if they're not checking in with me every morning, I let them get away with it maybe once or twice and by the third time I just I break the the contract and say I don't have time to chase you and ask for this information to to then turn around and give you give you your guidance that I'm totally pulling out of thin air because I don't have any information to go off of. So if they're not doing those things, I can't waste my time doing that. So I set these standards at the very beginning of of the meeting or the Skype that I would have with this person and say, listen, this is what I need from you, and if you if you can't deliver these things, then I've got to I got to break the contract off and give somebody that time that is willing to put that work in.
1: Yeah, the thing with online coaching that I've noticed is it has um, it actually has some benefits. There's some detriments to it, uh, but there's also some benefits over personal training. And what I mean by that is when you train someone typically one on one in person. You may see that person for, you know, twice a week or once a week. Usually it was twice a week. And after that, you wouldn't text them throughout the day, really. It was just the personal training. The thing I'm noticing with coaching is although I don't get to work with the person in person so I can't watch their form and I can't individualize their training quite to the same degree, I'm I seem to be in contact with them more often and we seem to be mm. talking about more day-to-day stuff. Because More I'm on, life
3: stuff, less of the actual like fitness coaching.
1: Yeah, and it depends. It depends on on your coaching style. Like if mm-hmm. you if you're a trainer, if you're an online coach, and all you want to do is you know you want to get their food, tell them what to eat, you know that kind of stuff, and give them those types of types of direction. You could do it that way, or you could do the support type coaching, where we're talking about how certain things make you feel, mm-hmm. talk about your sleep, talk about. Um, you know uh it it depends on again what kind of a coach you're going to be but with online coaching you can you can have some pretty good contact with an individual on a, on a day-to-day basis but i think before you do that you have to decide what you're going to work on and how you're going to coach these people because the 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 day-to-day contact that type of that level of service uh like adam was saying is you can't really scale it that much you know once you get if if fits your if it's if that's your only job I could see maybe handling, you know, twenty people at the most. But if that's all you did, mm. um, and after that, your service is probably going to start to really take a big dip. Yeah. Um, and so your your fees are going to be a lot more if you're going to coach in that way. And then there's other online coaches that'll handle, you know, fifty clients or more. But what they're doing primarily is here's your workout, uh, here's your nutri- here's your macro count. Uh, do this, and then check in with me you know, afterwards type of deal. Um, but, uh, you know, online coaching is, there's a, I think there's a huge future in it, um, for fitness. I see it tends to cost less, um, than personal training unless you hire like a celebrity online coach. Um, it allows people to, they don't have to necessarily go to a particular person. They can do it all just from their phone. Mm -hmm. Um, the part that I like about it is I like the, the contact. I like the day-to-day contact. I like the fact that an online you know, client can let me know what just happened when they ate this particular food or they're stressed out from work and what are some techniques that you know, can help me out or I only slept this many hours and we can talk about those types of things. Believe it or not, those were things that I didn't talk to my one-on-one clients with until I trained them for a really long time and we would just talk about those things during our session. Yeah. But I didn't really text them a lot. You know, throughout the day. So, um, but as far as transitioning is concerned, um, you're going to have to use social media a lot more than if you were just a personal trainer uh, working one-on-one with clients. I think you got to use social media both times, regardless, because that's just the the way business works. But if you're looking for clients to work with online, you know, that's a, that's like a hundred percent of your of your business is through social media. Um, developing a good Um, Instagram page or Facebook uh, or blog or some way to establish some type of authority to show that you know what you're doing to attract um, those
3: clients.
2: Uh, That's probably the number one priority as far as... You're not
3: going to just convert like what clients you have right now into online and that's going to sustain your business. That's not going to work like that. You really have to um, do uh, dig into the social media and and figure out how to gain and attract people with your message and make it unique to you. And um, you're going to attract the, the right type of people that connect to you in your message. So,
2: yeah, I would set that as my first goal is yeah. to build my social media before I'm even trying to actually online coach. I would be trying to build my network of people and on there, build it
1: first. and build it the right way. And what I mean by that is build it so that you're, again, you're, uh, you're building your authority. So you can build a page with 5,000 followers because you know, you're, you're good looking or whatever you're posting half naked shots or, and you might get some clients that way. But, uh, if, unless you, unless you're like really, really good looking and you've got that, like you're on the cover of magazines or you compete at a high level in some kind of, you know, physique or 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 bikini or whatever, it's it's not going to turn into clients. I, I you know, and you don't need a lot of people. You don't need tons and tons of people following you on social media to build a halfway decent online coaching business. I would say a few thousand people at least following you, but build it so that you're you're develop you're you're delivering, you know, good information, so that the people who do follow you value you for your knowledge, and then when you ask for. Business. When you make a post saying, "Hey, I'm looking for online clients or I have openings," people will value for you know your coaching and what you can do, and then and then take it from there. I think it's a lot harder than than people think.
2: It's way harder than people yeah. think. It th- yeah. that and that's what you just said is for sure probably some of the best advice in this area because we have a friend right now who is a reality TV star who has you know over a quarter million followers and he cannot convert his page to make money at all and it's unfortunate because uh they all follow him because he's a reality tv star not because he's got this great information or knowledge to share with people and so that's really tough and think of that you would people see that they see that large of a page and they assume oh this person must make a bunch of money but then i've met somebody who's got five thousand people and they got a, a i mean shit someone like bedros Pedros yeah. has got twelve thousand people. That motherfucker is Well, he's done
3: it all through Facebook. <laughs> right. And he did it emails, before, before yeah, that. You yeah, know, point
2: right. is though, the 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 following on there is is less important. If they're not if it's, it's totally. they're not following you for whatever it is. And we're using fitness as an example, but this is uh advice for anybody who's trying to do an online business. If you have a online business, your your personal page should somewhat reflect the knowledge or information that you provide or give out there, or you're going to have a real fucking hard time. And you should be interacting with those people. You're,
1: because- pro- you're probably better off being a little specialized too. I would I would assume on online you have such a, mm-hmm. a you have some, such a wide reach that if you just say I'm a trainer or I'm a coach, you're probably better off specializing in an area like. Gut health, or you know, specializing glute training, or I specialize in or the baby know, building boomers. strength,
3: or boom, yeah, whatever. People need to start focusing on that community. Like, I'm going to be honest, that's where the money is right now. If right? you if you want if you're a trainer and you can't figure out what to do as far as like getting a niche, look into training. Uh You know that this silver. Uh, population, if you will. Silver sneakers.
2: Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera coffee that we have. Chimera coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com, put in the discount code Mind Pump for 10% at the checkout. Also, you guys, if you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out, they're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite, put in the code Mind Pump and get 10% off. Go check out
0: our next question is from Dio Christina. What are your thoughts about resistance bands?
1: Yeah, yeah. Love them. Yeah, uh, love resistance bands. Resistance, obviously, they're a
2: staple. Obviously, Christina does not have any of our MAPS uh, programs. Trigger sessions or much? Or she would know that resistance bands are in our programs. So, big fans. Resistance
1: bands uh, have a unique uh, resistance curve that's different than when you're lifting weights or machines in the sense that... The more you stretch the band, the harder the resistance gets. Mm -hmm. Um, They require a different level of control. And I would go as far as to say, and I would put money on this, that resistance bands don't cause as much damage to muscles as lifting weights do. Um, And so this is something that you can take advantage of. So I can do, for example, if if I did a heavy workout yesterday and I want to do another workout today but I'm still kind of sore – Doing a full you know, resistance band-based routine might be a good idea because I'm not going to damage the muscles right. like, like I would if I used weights, but I am going to send a good muscle-building signal. Resistance bands are also phenomenal tools to use in conjunction with weights uh, to build strength. Power and strength athletes use them quite a bit. Yeah. Because of that variable resistance, so and they
3: can use that to kind of target uh, air sticking points, you know, if you will, in certain specific lifts. So it, it's ver- it's a valuable tool on so many different levels,
1: or or just different angles. Like I used to do yeah. deadlifts, yeah, where I would attach the bands around the bar with with weight, so I had weight on them too, but then the band was kind of. Anchored away from me Mm -hmm. so that not only am I getting resistance on the way up, but on the way back, which Mm -hmm. is forcing me to lean back. So, they have to
3: account for that force as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and create that really tight uh, lockout at the very top. Um, Huge fans of bands. Um, What Adam was alluding to um, in our MAPS programs, MAPS Anabolic in particular uh, recommends bands specifically for trigger sessions, both for their convenience, but also because I've done lots of experimenting with this. Um, With myself and with clients, and trigger sessions just seem to do just work better with resistance bands. It's much, uh, it's it's more likely to overdo it with weights. Where I've had people do I use bands every day.
2: Every day I use bands, and if if I'm not using them for a trigger session, then I'm using them from some some way of priming or mobility stuff. Mm -hmm. Every day I use bands. There's just so many uses for bands. They're so convenient. You can throw them in your gym bag. It's just a great tool and resource to have. Um, we have them on the website. Do we, I, do we still have them on the website? We have them on the website, right? Oh, the ones that we are affiliated with? Yeah, yeah. So we we have we have bands on there. It comes with the whole Bandits? set. And it comes with a uh, what I really like, Why we part of the reason other than they have badass bands and they're really durable. But they also have these uh, cool door wedge things. So you can put it on the side of a door, on the top of a door, on the bottom of a door, and just hook your bands up anywhere. So it comes in a little tiny little bag and I take them to hotel rooms all the time when I travel. And so I do do them with trigger sessions. And then, like I said, with mobility and prime stuff. So yeah, no huge, you know, when you said the comment about that, you speculate that they don't do as much damage. Um, do you do you think that is because it follows like the natural strength curve? You think that's why it is because mm-hmm. it's already our natural strength curve for it to be really easy at the the bottom of the rep, and then it, it, it definitely
3: it- it definitely accentuates each contraction phase. So like you have to go through like eccentric, like you really have to be able to control that force on the way back as well with bands. Um, you know you can sort of uh, bypass that with like dumbbells or like you can. You can, well, I guess you could drop it too with the bands as well. But yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's a more linear, like, like, uh, uh, projected resistance. So, um, I'm following this pathway and, um, you know, it is, it's taking me th- through those very specific phases of contraction smoothly. Well, it's,
1: it, it's interesting because this is one of those cases where it's hard to pinpoint
2: Mm-hmm. Why exactly Yeah, we're totally speculating
3: right yeah, now. Yeah, because it's like it's like that. when
1: people are like, well, why are free weights why do free weights build more muscle than machines? And we can sit here and speculate all day long, but we just know, we just feel it, we know it through experience. And this is one of those things with bands. Like I could do a very hard workout with bands. Like I could go to failure, I could beat the mm-hmm. shit out of myself. And there's there's no it will not make me nearly as sore or as hammered as a free weight workout. And I've
3: also experienced where Maybe it's just the constant tension it provides too, you know? It's just
1: different. I don't think it just creates as much damage, and I'm not quite sure why. I mean, your
3: body's body's responding because of this. I mean, it it literally is forces of resistance that's going against you, so you have to account for that. So you're already your central nervous system is active. It's an active movement, the entire range of motion. Whereas, you know, you could sort of like relax and and depend on the joint to – um, you know, sustain but some see, of the force. I feel that- like
2: I feel like it's because it's following your natural strength curve. So imagine this like okay, let's we're gonna use a rubber band bicep curl. If uh if one of us will we'll just say that like a heavy dumbbell curl for one of us would be fifty pound dumbbell. And if you did a band, you could not do a resistance band that is fifty pounds of pressure at the at your full extension. Hmm. So you have to do a band that is at 25 pounds of pressure, but then maybe at the top where you're at the strongest, oh, I see what you're you hit the peak of that 50 pounds at the top, and then it goes to 40 pounds. So it lightens
3: 30 pounds. up, yeah. In your in your extension, we, it
2: lightens up in your at, when you use bands. It's at its lightest resistance at what at your weakest point, yeah. And when you're at your strongest point, the bands are at its greatest resistance. So it to me, it's almost like if I had a 50 pound dumbbell because it that's... it's
3: peak in your strongest where position. I'm strongest, and yeah. then as
2: I'm opening it up, now I have a 40 pound, 30 pound, 20. Mm-hmm. pound 10 pound dumbbell and maybe that's why we feel like it doesn't do as much so, damage
1: so here's why i disagree with that it, it does do that the resistance you're what you're explaining is i mean yeah that's that's one of the hallmarks of, of bands but here's why i disagree and why i think it's a mystery because there are machines that will do that there are ways you can overload your bicep or yeah, muscle where it's strong yeah, if anything yeah, that damages can. the muscle more mm-hmm. because you're you're testing your muscle uh, in in different ranges, you're giving it more resistance where it's strongest and lef- less resistance where it's weakest. And here's an example. You guys have all done squats with bands before where you have the barbell has got weights on it and then it has bands, right? Or mm-hmm. deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've done the same thing with chains, which do the same thing. Mm-hmm. A chain gets heavier at the top and is lighter at the bottom, but chains fuck you up way more. You get sore from chains very differently than you do from bands. Mm. So I'm not quite sure what it is about bands i mean cuz i you know i would say okay it has to do with the with the resistance curve but you can do that similarly with with chains chains will do the same thing but chains you can't handle you know doing a bunch of chain exercises all the time but i could do band exercises every single day without creating as much damage which again i think is yeah, a strength it- of it
3: Again, we're speculating. Yeah, of course. I, I think it's yeah. a strength of bands it's because, too, though. It, 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 because this, is a, this can, is a total speculating episode. Yeah, so <laughs> I got no answer. <laughs> I got no answer for I mean, you, that's why I took us there. That's like, a decent argument. That's a decent yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. It's
1: a t- it's interesting though, right? But yeah, uh, I think is. we all agree that bands
0: are super valuable tool uh, yeah. to be utilized with your training. So. Absolutely. Fower Fit, what are your thoughts about trainers with only a certification giving both workout and nutrition advice? Does having a degree trump self-obtained knowledge and experience, in your opinion? <laughs>
2: oh, wow. So, uh, they, you, they must not know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell
1: you what. Well, speaking from just for us, uh, the only person in this room, uh, or on the mics, I should say, with a degree in fitness is uh, is Justin. Uh, both Adam and I do do not have a degree in this. We've held certifications, but it's all experience based. I'll tell you what. You pick any. I don't give a fuck what job it is. You pick any job. Uh, no uh, degree will trump uh, uh, experience unless at all, unless you
3: actually yeah apply it in experience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if
1: you took but don't
3: just yeah you can't discount like education. Well, no, a, no, I'm not even a I'm brain know. surgeon. If a that's brain, right. a brain right.
2: surgeon going through twelve years of school right. yeah. versus a guy who started in brain was taught by some brain surgeon that's and right. he did twelve years of brain surgery, I would take the guy who did twelve years of brain surgery 100%. over the guy that went through twelve years of school. That's and brain the surgery. Uh, that's right. the
1: apprenticeship uh, uh, totally. model the apprenticeship,
2: which, yeah. which no longer exists unfortunately, but which is which is I believe that's the evolution of our education is heading. I think door. so too. I yeah. think it's more specialized. Much,
1: much more specialized. I think you go through basic education and then you want to do something, you go work for someone uh, as an apprentice making a little bit of money and you learn you know, through experience because I'll tell you, look, I know through experience with trainers. I, I've had lots of trainers work for me and I've had trainers who've got basic certification and those with uh, advanced degrees and uh, depends on how well they apply themselves to the job, and a year later, that's it. they both can be just as good, or the one without the degree can be much better, or the one with the degree can be much better. just well, depends how they apply. I'll tell
2: you something that's crazy and that I've noticed, and all the, tons of trainers, right? I don't know how many, but there's been a lot of trainers that have worked for me over the years, and both um, I've had everything from no degree whatsoever, tons of experience, little, little experience, yada, yada, like in master's, uh, even some PhDs have worked for me as a trainer. And what I have found that is very interesting to me is a lot of times even somebody who has a degree like so and I used to get excited, oh yeah, this person's got their your master's in kinesis This is great. They're they're gonna be so smart. A lot of times I would get these, you know, fresh out of college or maybe a year or two out of college students with their degree in the field. And Because they worked so hard in school and they were done, they accomplished it, they got it. They were like over learning, entitled. Yeah, Yeah. not not only do they feel they feel they either feel entitled or they're done learning. They're like, fuck, I did it, I I did it. Like everybody told me, I need to go get my degree. I fucking worked my ass off. I studied. I fucking crammed. I got I got it. I'm Mm -hmm. here. I made it. And then they stop want like stop wanting to read. Many times I would get this. I would get this really really smart trainer. That has got a, a degree in the field and they just have no desire to read anymore because they've spent the last eight years reading about this subject and they don't want to do it anymore. And then I'll get somebody who has no degree whatsoever, but is just hungry for knowledge and is constantly growing and learning and, and challenging uh, what the, the norm and, and science and how it's evolving and changing. And that guy or girl uh, more often than not, ends up being the better trainer. You know, fresh out of school, if I compared somebody who has a kinese versus the kid who just walked straight out of high school and I had to hire both of them, well, no fucking shit, the kinesiology degree is going to be a way better trainer if you compare those two. But, man, you take the kid who went to school for eight years and then the kid who for eight years was training clients, I'll take the kid that was training clients for eight years all day.
1: And the, the part that sucks about this too, though, is that experience. Neither one of them mean you're guaranteed to no, work with a good right, trip, no. right?
2: because I have a stories for the guys and girls yeah, that have been doing yeah, it for eight so. years that are terrible
3: too. And they're yeah, all there's the, same the hustlers shit. that you know are good too, but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. So I mean, it's it, it really just amounts to that hunger and that desire to always learn and to be open to um, just getting getting in there and and doing work and. And, and learning and you know so there's there's plenty of valuable things uh, to apply from from experience. I mean, you learn every single day, like all these different variables that are coming to present, and you have to go back and reference, you know, or you know, just getting down your your systems and the way that you deliver your message, like how you communicate to your clients. Like, there's just so many there's so many nuanced things that if if you're going to come in with this attitude that, you know, I've learned all this stuff from school. And so I just, I have, man, I should just, people should just flock to me. I've met so many trainers like this and it's, it's, it's frustrating because I know you're a smart guy or I know you're a smart girl, but um, you know, you need to like, you're going to be humbled real quick. Yeah. You're going to be humbled real quick. Cause it, it just doesn't come to you like that. You have to work and you have to put put the effort in there.
2: Well, I have a theory on this too. Is I mean, when you look at Kines physical education, you know, uh, what are some of the other uh, degrees in our field? Sports uh, medicine, Yeah, sports medicine. Uh, even some like biology majors, you get some crossover there. So let's let's say all the all of these that are related in the field, none of them cover human psychology. And to, in my opinion psychology and understanding uh human behavior it is such is so important to learning to helping people like that is uh, you could be so smart when it comes to biomechanics or nutrition and like know all the x's and o's but if you have poor communication you don't understand human behavior you don't understand psychology you don't understand that piece uh fuck yeah good luck yeah that's, that's more that to should me be that, like step one really you, well to me there's i've seen good trainers now with degrees in psychology that actually excel really well but they don't have the kines background because they understand people really
3: well yeah.
1: yeah and there's also like how 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 much time do you spend in the gym doing and perfecting form and exercises with different people with all of those degrees Honestly not very much at all if 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 any mm-hmm. I've had trainers come in who have their degrees in whatever field, and they they've never done a barbell row ever oh, like they yeah. didn't even they go read to, about it though they read <laughs> about it, but they never did it they yeah. never experienced it they totally. never did and and so when I watch them training clients i after they're done, I'd walk up to them and be like, you know that her she's not getting good scapular retraction or whatever right. well no, the row looks good she's moving back and like you don't see that these things are like this all comes from uh from experience um but again it just because someone's been doing it for a long time doesn't necessarily mean that they have uh the right experience but i, I would take experience over you know education uh most times most here's time. here's the thing what education does here's here's one of the great things that it does when you see that someone has a degree what that tells you is that they have a certain degree of uh of seriousness yeah. yeah like they're they're relatively serious about what they're trying to do because they dedicated mm-hmm. four years or six years or eight years into a particular field so you know that that person or at least it, it it's a better uh, it gives you a little bit of a, a better you know feel that that person may be more serious about pursuing this particular you know field of uh, of knowledge versus someone who you know I just have a uh, a degree from whatever you know certification which took, you know, 30 days of of study and then I pass the test, they could be very serious about what they're doing or it could be like a lot of people who get certifications. You know how many trainers or excuse me, you know how many people are certified personal trainers that never, that just aren't personal trainers anymore that have
3: gotten the certification? Oh man, I have friends that, you know, like really looked into the field and I helped them get through these certifications and then just never, never took off. Never used it. Never used it. Yeah. So,
1: when you see someone who has a, a a you know a bachelor's or a master's in kinesiology or sport medicine, at least you kind of know that that person takes that that field seriously. So you're de- you're dealing with someone who's got a certain level of seriousness like and commitment. Committed, yeah. Commitment to that. Same thing if you see a personal trainer who's been a personal trainer for four, six, or eight years. You know that that person, and it's their full time job. Like you know that that person kind of takes it seriously. So
2: uh not a lot of them make it beyond four or five years if you're not pretty good i mean you mm-hmm. they, there is exceptions rule. Like you said there are people that are around that have been doing it for a long time that are shitty but it's it's more rare i think to find it's more common to find somebody who has a degree in the field and is caca than somebody <laughs> who has been in the field and training training clients for over six years and it doesn't and doesn't act grasp very well, or can't give very good advice. Like typically, if they if they survived, because it's, it's, being a personal trainer is not easy financially. It's not like mm. this, you know. Ever. Very
1: few people make a lot of money. Yeah,
2: it's and family. so if you're if you're pretty financially successful as a personal trainer, and you've been doing it for over five years, you probably got a decent amount of knowledge. I mean, you could be incredibly good at marketing yourself, which we see that too. But I, I think more often than not, you see somebody who's uh, is knows a little bit more than the average. You do, person.
1: and you do see a lot of people with advanced degrees who uh, maybe start in personal training, but then do something else. You know what I mean? They end up in the medical side, or they right. end up working.
3: Yeah, I've seen that a bit too. In
1: like rehab clinics and stuff like that. Uh, mainly because I think if you graduate with like a six year degree, and then you go and you're making you know fifteen bucks an hour as a personal trainer, you're probably like, fuck this! I want to make more money and go do something else. To to yeah, come.
3: very common. Or they have a hard time communicating to people and they want to get in a lab. (laughs) Ah, people. Yeah, it's very true. It's people.
1: Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, You can go to www.brain.fm forward slash Mind Pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash Mind Pump and get a 30-day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mindpump and you will get a discount on Ben
0: Greenfield's CBD product. Nicole and Marie fit tight IT bands are causing knee pain. What are good ways to relieve it? Foam rolling, but it's not helping. So in the past, uh,
1: the way I would handle IT band issues was primarily through uh, some kind of soft tissue work and manipulation with foam rolling, with massage, with stretching, which are all parts of uh, the solution. Those are all parts of the solution, but they are not the solution. Nope. A lot of the pain relief you'll get from doing those things is temporary, uh, but it's not not really solving what the root uh, cause of the problem is. In most people, not all, but in most people, having issues with the iliotibial band has to do with the weakness in, in the uh, hips in the hips and lateral that that abduction uh, of the hips. Uh, the IT band attaches uh, well; it wraps down around the knee and around the shin, but it comes up and attaches to the tensor. Uh, what's it called? Tensor fasciae. Yeah, tensor fa- TFL yeah. TFL muscle and to the gluteus maximus. And if you have an imbalance in the hips or weakness in the muscles that abduct the leg that is like imagine like you're doing like a like a leg sideways swing. leg raise or whatever yeah, leg swing. Or, or a leg swing if there's a imbalance there and you're doing all of this you know sagittal plane type of work like running and squatting and everything's in front of you um those muscles kind of get um they can they can be uh there's a big imbalance there because they're not strong enough to support that forward motion <clears throat> and it causes uh issues with the uh with those muscles which then are felt down the IT band. So then you foam roll them. It's temporary. Then you go do your run or whatever. But you find yourself having to foam roll yeah, every single this time. Keeps
3: happening over and over. Every,
1: again. This was yeah. me. This was me. Yeah. I had the IT band. I had to well, foam re- roll. Remember, all
2: the, time. the foam rolling is only temporary re- relief. Yeah, you are not fixing the problem. You're not addressing the root cause when we foam roll. So nothing wrong with foam rolling if you like to foam roll and it gives you some sort of relief. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not addressing the issue, and so you're going to continue to see it keep coming if you don't get to the hips and actually start to work on them. This is part of MAPS Prime Pro. So Mm -hmm. if you have MAPS Prime Pro, this is where you would go to the hip section, and you would do all the movements for the hips. And I'll tell you right now, you put this into play for... A week, two weeks, you'll already see a significant difference. Big time relief, right? Right away, yep. right away. Have Man, you? Did we? Did crazy. we make?
1: Did we make a YouTube video on the ninety ninety and then doing the external internal yep, tension movement? We did. We did. So yep. I would highly recommend watching that YouTube video because getting into ninety ninety uh, position on the ground and then trying correctly
3: on its own is, is, is a task. Yes. You know, the video's pretty
1: good. We did a good job. I think was uh, Brink in this video.
2: Yeah. Uh, he was. And so, so people know it's a good time to bring this up because I think we have a lot of people on this show that don't know this. So mind pump TV is our YouTube channel. The idea of mind pump TV is to complement any and all of our programs and give lots of free information also like the podcast. So like Sal is saying, even if you don't have the program, there's stuff on there that you can find. That will help you. But for sure,
3: if you own... They're the- more like modifications to what we have as sort of like foundational exercises a lot of times. But even at the same time, it's very complementary with each right.
2: other. Right. And you'll notice on every video, there's going to be like a MAPS logo. And it'll be the color of the program that it's referring to. So in in the this case, because MAPS Prime Pro is blue, and so all the blue videos are referring to MAPS Prime Pro. Any of the yellow ones are all referring to MAPS prime, all the red for maps anabolic. So if you're following one of the programs or even if you don't have the programs, but you want some of the type of information that we're providing inside them, look for those color colors. So when we are addressing imbalances, so this goes for people that don't even have IT issues. So yes, IT of course gets addressed in here. We try to address all the major issues. So if you're somebody that has IT for sure, refer that way. But if you're dealing with any sort of joint pain uh, at all on your body refer to any videos that are have the blue and possibly the yellow uh, maps logo Mm -hmm. on them
1: now this particular uh, individual I know um, uh, she's a a competitor bikini competitor so she's not doing a lot of running um, because a lot of times IT band issues come from people who run a lot so Mm -hmm. that's real common um, among runners and cyclists but if you're a person that lifts a lot of weights um, your IT band pain is probably higher up on the leg, probably uh, you know mid thigh um, up towards the hip, um, and I would recommend movements that work on abduction. This may be one of the few times I'd recommend the good girl bad girl exercise. Yeah, or uh, right. you're yeah. yeah, bringing it back, or you're pushing the legs out. The one that's abducting that will help. Um, Clamshells on the ground, or you can use a resistance band yeah. um, on the ground. That'll definitely help. Leg swings, like Adam said earlier are a great exercise. Um, foam rolling, uh, I, I wouldn't say don't stop foam rolling because what foam rolling does is it alleviates allows you to
3: move better, at least in that moment.
1: Right? Yeah. So, and it's like what massage does, like if it allows you to move in a way that now allows you to strengthen a new recruitment pattern or a favorable one, then it's, then that's beneficial. So, I would
2: say uh, foam roll before. I, I foam roll before and then do Maps Prime Pro. That's exactly, yeah. That's when I have because I have these issues. Just so you know, it is a motherfucker. Now you
1: me. felt it all the way up at the at the hip, right? And you to the, the knee. I've had both.
2: So I've have I have bursitis. Very very common, yeah. yeah it is. It's very common and this one's very dear to my heart because I have it so bad that when I get massages, if I have if i have not been taking care of this, and she probably can relate to Almost this. Almost makes you want to cry. Oh, it'll shoot me off the table yeah. when the, when the therapist comes <laughs> it's down gnarly. and when she hits it, it feels like someone takes a blade and sticks it right into my bone all at once and it will it'll make me flop like a fish right off the off the table. It's excruciating pain. Uh, and it's crazy to have something so painful that I can totally get rid of if I just do these yeah. little movements. Right. So, absolutely, you can fix this. Absolutely, it'll blow your mind as soon as you start to apply it. But you just gotta do it. The foam roll into the Maps Prime uh, Pro exercises, fucking hands down, will 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 fix this completely. Yeah, and
1: if you if you don't have the program, just here's an easy uh, basic routine: do your foam roll. Then do ninety ninety. We have the video on YouTube. I believe
2: she's a trainer too, right? Um,
1: I'm not sure. I, think, I know she's I a think, competitor.
2: I, I think Nicole's a trainer too. I, I know mean, she's a competitor. If you're a trainer, you better own the damn program because yeah. this is something that you should be you should be using this for clients for sure. The for sure. Im- just for the information that you'll get from Maps Prime Pro- and get it. If it doesn't blow your mind, I'll give you your money back right away. We have a thirty day money back yeah, guarantee. You, but I'll give you a damn T shirt too if it doesn't blow your mind. So you That's go, how, much you, how confident I feel on it. You
1: go foam roll ninety ninety. Do some leg swings. And some kind of abduction, then go into your workout um, and see how you feel. You could even go so far as putting a band around your knees uh, so that when you squat, you have to push them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that might actually alleviate some of the pain. That was a big fix uh for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, uh Prime Pro is, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna solve this problem very, very quickly. Actually, I actually just got a message message from someone who uh within the first week they got rid of this exact thing. So pretty cool stuff. Check this out. Uh, we just talked about videos. Uh, we post a new video every single day on our YouTube channel. Uh, so, Mind Pump TV, that's the channel. Just type it in the search function. It comes up tons and tons of awesome information. Also, we are offering 30 days of coaching and it's for free. So, when you uh, register, you go to mindpumpmedia.com. When you register for that, you're going to get all kinds of information, all the most important information that we think you should know filtered through Mind Pump so you know. It's good information. Lastly, if you'd like to ask us a question that we answer in an episode like this one, the place to ask it on is Instagram, and the page to ask it on is Mind Pump Media. We also have personal pages. My page is Mind Pump Sal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is Mind Pump Justin.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic